You know, there's a lot of people in Hollywood who are hated. A lot of people. Some of them for reasons that we know about, like fans know about, but some of them for reasons only internal Hollywood know about. The person I'm sitting down with today, he calls himself the most hated man in Hollywood. And outside of that, Mila Kunis once said he's the one that started trolling. He's the original troller before any of these people today that learn how to troll. He was the first one and that's none other than Perez Hilton. He breaks down how he went from building a regular website that all of a sudden got 8.8 million hits in a single day on his website. Perez Hilton, thank you for making the time to spend some time with us here today. Happy to. Yes, and it's, it's a special place we're at. We're on the stage. This is a main stage of Chippendales, right? So this is unique. I've been here in Vegas for over three weeks now. The special celebrity host here at Chippendales and I've been having the best time. Really? I've been doing a lot of acting and or just performing lately yep. which is kind of going back to what I originally wanted to do in the 90s. I'm dating myself. I went to college and I studied acting and then I got sidetracked with my little hobby that turned into a full-fledged career that allowed me to support not just myself but also my family. And recently I've been on TV shows, auditioning, and I got this great opportunity to come out to Vegas, which I love and my mom loves and my kids have been enjoying and it's been great. You've had a lot of great stories that come out and there's been a lot of controversy. There's people that love you, there's people that hate you. I mean, you got the bad, you got the whole thing going on, right? Which is what kind of needs to be when somebody really gets good at what they do. Who were you in high school though? If I went to high school with you and we're in 10th grade together, we're in math, we're taking history class. Who was Perez Hilton in high school? I went to an all-boy Jesuit school in Miami. I almost did well without even trying. Graduated top 10 in my class in high school and I went to NYU on a full scholarship. So were you always curious in other people's stories even when you were in high school? Like was there always a curiosity? Oh, did you see what happened over there? What's yes. going on? Was there always there? How, how early did that start for you? I attribute most of my success to my upbringing in that I grew up in a Latino household where gossiping wasn't a bad thing. In fact, chismear, the chisme, uh, it, it was a good thing. Like you wanted to be in the know, everybody did it. And my mom was the biggest chismosa in the neighborhood. She knew everything about everybody, <laughs> about the neighbor down the street, about my family and about celebrities. You know, she would get her Spanish language celebrity weekly magazines. So I picked up a lot of that from her. And also just the Cuban work ethic. You know, both of my parents fled a communist regime, oppression, and came to this country with nothing and had to build something out of that. And they instilled in me just the importance of not just even working hard, but working very hard. Having to work harder than everybody else. That's why I set my bar really high. So that if I don't even achieve it, it's still higher than most. And you had that from the beginning. Like you knew this is what space you're going to be in. And I also knew I was different from everybody else. Miami in the 90s was very different than it is now. I would say back then it wasn't very accepting or tolerant of different people. Not necessarily even just gay people. Like if you were growing up in Miami in the 90s and you told your parents, I want to be a sculptor, they'd be like, oh, you're not going to be a sculptor. 
you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer which is what everybody who went to my all-boy Jesuit school did. You were a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. You have three kids, right? And you said, I'm hoping my sons are straight and not gay because it's an easier life. Yes. I think you said that, right? Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what, do you, what did you mean by that? Just the same way I hope that my daughters aren't fat. I grew up fat. I still carried that baggage. It was so hard for me being fat. Even after I grew up, all my 20s, like yo-yoing and having constant issues with my body and my weight. Clearly, I will love and accept my children no matter, well, that's not true. There's one thing my kids could do that I would not love and support. They could do anything else and I would love and support them, dot, 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 so long as they're not lazy. I will not tolerate lazy children. You don't have to be an all-A student, but I have to know that you're putting in the effort. So if you're getting C's but working your butt off, okay, you worked really hard and that's what you could do. But I'm not gonna sit back and be like, oh, it's okay, you don't have to try. By the way, that's a very interesting dynamic that's when you say that. That's the biggest lesson I've learned in life. In this day and age, you might luck your way into success. You know, there are a lot of instances because of social media yep. of, these personalities who do nothing and then overnight they have two million followers on Instagram. However, you don't even need talent, but you will not sustain success if you're lazy. I absolutely agree with you. So would you say you are a 100% capitalist when it comes down to economy? Because I know your family left to Cuba and yeah, yeah. communism. So you would say you 100% believe in capitalism? Absolutely. Of course. I mean, but I also personally give back and I don't even like to put labels on myself. Like I am an open-minded person and very liberal, but in many ways I'm also very conservative. I want to give back. I also want low taxes. I want the best of both worlds. <laughs> At least you're open about it, yeah. which is great. Oh yeah. You know, because sometimes... But I also do believe in giving back, you know, like let's tax alcohol, let's tax cigarettes, let's tax gaming, the lotto, let's find creative ways. Do we really need to spend, thankfully that was canceled, like $20 million on a military parade. Let's be smart with how we are spending our money. Wow, so do you actually follow politics as well or no? Do you stay away from that? Oh, like, do no. you not go to that political conversations? I've always been in, you know, interested and in discussing what's happening in our country. I don't call my website an entertainment news site. I call it a pop culture site. And to me, politics, social issues, silly cat videos, all of that falls under the umbrella of pop culture. So what do you think about the current president that we have? Any other president, a Karen McDougal story or a Stormy Daniels story would be done. But it, it doesn't seem like it does anything with this, with Donald I, Trump. So what, what is so different about him that makes him an anomaly? I have come through the storm, as you mentioned Stormy Daniels, and I actually am inspired by what has happened in this country in that I've never experienced a president like him before. People older than me lived through Richard Nixon and maybe he was somewhat comparable. But it's just nice to know, you know what? We could have the most ill-equipped person in the White House and the world is not gonna stop spinning. The country hasn't exploded or imploded yet, thankfully. Clearly, I'm not happy with everything, but 
now there's less than two years left. Almost less than two. I'm, I've already jumped into next year. So you don't think he's getting reelected at all? I can't think past 2020 right now. And I know <laughs> I voted in the last election. I don't think he will get reelected just because I know there were so many Republicans who voted for him just because they hated Hillary Clinton that much. Mm. And they knew he was awful, but they had convinced themselves that she was worse for some reason. So who do you think's coming up that's not gonna be worse? I don't worse? care, Anybody? I think anybody. Okay. Anybody, you don't even need experience. I mean, there's actually a lot of viable options. To me, you know, I would love Elizabeth Warren, a Cory Booker, not a Bernie Sanders. I think he's too old. He's also not a Democrat. And I'm also not a socialist. You're absolutely not a socialist. No. So what do you think about the Democratic Party right now, the challenge you're going through where they feel like they're being pulled to the left? Because it kind of yeah. happened to Hillary. If Mike Bloomberg runs for president in 2020, which he could have run this last cycle, but he didn't want to hurt Hillary Clinton's chances of winning, he ended up speaking at the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, I would seriously consider voting for Mike Bloomberg. And he used to be a Republican. You know, I'm very open-minded. I acknowledge that there are some amazing Republicans out there. I can name a ton of them. One of my favorite politicians, a real sensible, smart person, Ileana Ross Leighton. It also helps when people have those in their families that aren't the same as them. So if you're a Republican in Congress, but your son or daughter is a Democrat, or your son or daughter is gay, or your son or daughter married a Muslim person, then if you're that Republican, that opens your mind. Ileana Ross Leighton has a transgender child. So she's a very liberal Republican. Uh, people like Meghan McCain, even John McCain, people like Anna Navarro. Uh, I don't think all Republicans are bad. I just think Trump Republicans are bad. And I'm not afraid to say that. Like the people that will support him no matter what, that troubles me. Well, I, I have a problem with anybody that's no matter what any candidate. You yeah, know, that's absolutely. A problem, whether it's a left, right, or middle. I could be critical of yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I could be critical of anybody. Like, if somebody wants to go as a centrist, independent candidate, you know, some people might think, oh, the Republican Party has gone too Trump, and, and the Democratic Party has gone too socialist. So I'm going to go with this guy who's speaking to me. When you typically go too far left, and then you go too far right, then you're typically going to want somebody in the middle. So that could actually take place next yeah. year. That'd be very interesting yeah. if somebody in the middle makes a run at No it. experience is needed. <laughs> no experience is needed. That's the campaign. Yeah. Looking for a president with no experience needed. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think and almost, maybe, I won't say anybody, but like 99 out of 100 people could do a better job than Donald Trump. When you were coming up, and I know obviously right now a lot of people look at you, oh boy, it's either TMZ or it's you and the stories are coming out, who's gonna bring it out? But what was the first break? What was the first story that popped and people said, wow, wh where is this coming from? How did that happen for you? Back in 2004, when I started, it was the wild, wild west of the internet. It was so new. And I didn't know what I was doing. I started off blogging as a hobby, not thinking anybody was reading my site. Like, oh, nobody's reading this. I was doing things then that I don't do now because I know better not to do them now. So the first thing that really got everybody's attention was, well, first of all, I nicknamed Brad Angelina Brangelina. That was a Perez Hilton term. And then I posted the first photos of them together as a couple. I outscooped everybody. And how I got those photos was I posted them 
illegally. <laughs> I didn't pay for them. There was a big bidding war for these photos. And now the photo agencies don't even operate this way anymore. The photo agency sent the photos to all of the celebrity magazines in the UK and in the US and asking for the highest bidder in each territory. And I was friendly with an editor at one of the UK magazines whose magazine got outbid, so they were not gonna run the photos, so they leaked me the photos. And because print wasn't coming out for a few more days, I posted them before they went to print and I posted the first photos wow. of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie anywhere. And there was so much traffic to my website that it crashed. People were so interested in like, oh my God, it's true, they're really there together on the beach. That was the spring of 2005. 13 years ago. It was a long wow. time ago. So you said you got a contact from UK, but you're here. So how did you become so good at your sources being willing to share? Like what is in return? It's not like you're a billionaire and you're CNN, you're saying, I'll give you a million bucks, I'll give you a hundred grand. I want. How did you do that? Because that's what's difficult. Well, other sites pay for information. I never did, but it helped that I was living in Los Angeles and I had been there a few years already. So I knew a lot of people starting off and my friends would just tell me things. And then my readers would tell me things too. And back then I was a lot more liberal with what I would post too. Like a random reader would email me, I saw this happened. And I would in fact check it back then. Now I don't do that anymore. Now I know better. Now I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the law now. I operated differently than I do now when I was a kid. Now I'm a 40 year old father of three and I know better, and when you know better, you do better. How do you manage, let's just, like Lady Gaga, you and Lady Gaga had a good relationship together, friendship, there was a little bit of falling out, you know, good and bad. You and I are friends. We've spent time together. I consider you a friend. We're texting, we're going back and forth, you're talking to me. But you have a story. On you. Yeah, on me. I would run it. You would run it. Absolutely. I wouldn't even call you anymore. Maybe in the past. Now, I don't even try to have celebrity friends. For example, Katy Perry, I was also really, I thought, well, I was. I was really good friends with Katy Perry when she was nobody. And I was already known. I first met her in 2007. I started in 2004. By 2007, you know, I had been on a ton of TV shows. I had a series of specials on VH1. I co-hosted MTV New Year's Eve. I had been profiled in GQ, Rolling Stone. People knew me very well. Nobody knew Katy Perry. And then I was a big champion and supporter of hers. And then she became a really big star. And things just got awkward and difficult. She almost became too big of a star to be my friend, if that made sense. Did that create resentment with you? Were you no. kind of like, were you I understood like, it. I, and I was happy for her. But I'm that like, was I, a turning point for you. Yeah, her and then Gaga and then other people, like just realizing that I don't want to have celebrity got friends. Got it. So you made the distinction. Yes. Listen, I am not your friend. This is my business, this is what I'm doing. I used to think I had friends, but then I, I just grew up and I realized underneath it all, it's an unequal relationship. In the case of somebody like Lady Gaga, it may have started off them using me, or, and then it might have turned into me using them, uh -huh. and then it might have gone back and forth. But there was always and will always be some element of using each other, which I don't think a normal non-celebrity friendship has. Have you been following the whole Alex Jones uh, controversy? What I do you, have. What do you think about that? You think it's right that these guys got together and they did what they did? Alex Jones is this ultra right wing, what some argue is a dangerous person, conspiracy theorist. He's been banned from a lot of private companies 
So privately owned organizations saying he violates their terms of use. Okay, that's their choice. Personally, I would not have banned him. Uh, what I would have done is make his material not come up in searches. If he's on YouTube, for example, and he's talking about Donald Trump, if I search Donald Trump on YouTube, I don't want to see anything from Alex Jones show up on a search. So filter him out. Yeah, the only way that people should be able to see them if they're subscribed to him. So he should still be able to reach his subscribers but not show up in search, I think. But I don't think he should be banned. You don't think he should be banned? No. I don't agree with what he's saying, but I will defend his right to say it even on privately owned platforms. You know, the government can prosecute him for saying stupid, wrong things. They can for inciting violence. They say that they have the right to ban him because it's a private enterprise. I have the right to ban any customer that I want. I don't have to accept you. They clearly have their terms of service and they could point, say, oh, he violated this, he violated that, he violated that. But like I said, I, I don't support banning him. You've been able to take your blog from what it was to now tens of millions of people have visited. They read your stuff on a daily basis. What kept you going that got you to where you're at today? Not overthinking things. Don't overthink things, just do. I don't have time to sit and stew. I just go, I just do. Whatever interests me, whatever I think will be fun, whatever I think people wanna see or hear, whatever I observe is working for other people or in other ways. Like, I've made YouTube a big priority. You're, you're on YouTube. My family channel is growing at 15% a month. You know, I'm just so proud that everything went off without a hitch today with Perez Hilton 2.0. It'd been a long time coming. I should have done a major redesign and a revamp a long time ago, but I wanna do this, so. I did it, and I'm thankful I did, and traffic has been up majorly today, so that's a good thing, and I think it will continue to go up. It's fast, it's clean, and it just feels current. Like my old website had not been updated in forever. <laughs> it's never too late to change course. It's never too late to try something new, to try something different. You know, I look at somebody like a Joan Rivers as an ultimate inspiration for me because she suffered a lot of setbacks, had an incredible career, was working literally until the week she died. I could learn so much from her, and I have. And you know, I've been around long enough to have made a bunch of mistakes. And for a while there, I was going through the no phase, which is a strategy that a lot of people apply. But now I'm going through my yes phase. And not only yes, my uh, thing is not just to say yes to a lot, but to say yes and. Yes, I'll do that and how, what's the smartest way to do that? Um, how can I turn this one opportunity into an even bigger opportunity? How can I do that and have it not disrupt my life? Like really being smart about the yeses and, and turning yes into more yes. So yes and, yeah. that's pretty powerful. You know, you can't get lazy. What, what excites me is just continuing to have a long career and continuing to show people who I really am. I, I don't see the provoking is going to go away anytime soon. No, I, I, think provoking I, I is love titillating. But you can do that in a way that's not mean or cruel. I love stirring the pot. I'm super transparent. Look, would you say initially when you came out, you, you, were, you were trolling a lot more? Oh yeah, I still troll. I love to troll. But you can, and you can troll in a non-mean way. 
there's tons of ways you could troll without being a nasty, mean troll. Although, Mila Kunis recently said in an interview that I invented trolling, so I will take that. I, 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 keep, <laughs> I keep waiting for somebody to add that to my Wikipedia, and nobody has. According to Mila Kunis, I invented trolling. Trolling did not exist before Perez Hilton. <laughs> Title of the video, The Inventor of Trolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Final thoughts. You know, we, obviously we, our audience, they're entrepreneurs, they're business people. Sure. Younger, they're trying to go out there and do something big for themselves. What are some thoughts you have for them? One of my favorite things to tell young people when I go speak at colleges or high schools, a lot of business people and entrepreneurs are hung up on the, the idea. Everybody thinks they have the most brilliant, genius idea. And then I tell young people, and you, no, ideas are not special. You are special. And then they roll their eyes. And they're like, oh, no, that's BS, because I could come up with something that nobody's ever thought of before. You are living in Las Vegas, and somebody in Australia, randomly, may have come up with the exact same brilliant, never-before-done idea. Wow, what are the odds of that? But you know what? It's not about the idea. It's about you what you bring to the table, how you execute the idea. So what I'm getting at is you are special. So whenever you can find what is inside of you that's different and special and fine tune it and share it with the world, success will come a lot quicker. And that becomes a great idea because you are a great idea. Exactly. Right? Very interesting. I like that. So there you have it. Again, anything you took away from this Comment below. If you have any thoughts you want to share with him, you can tweet. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? Is it? Per I have two. The Perez Hilton is for me personally, and then Perez Hilton is for the website. Do either one of them. We'll put one of them. We'll put the Perez Hilton. All right. Send a, a tweet to him. Uh, and again, if you haven't subscribed, do so. Perez, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.